What's up, guys? We're here with Taylor Gabriel. He just finished his sixth season in the NFL. Turbo, thank you for taking the time to be here. We're going to dive into, like I told you, I don't care about what the best pizza in Chicago <laughs> is. I don't care. Everybody knows you're fast as fuck. We're not going to talk about that stuff. I want to talk about stuff that's going to help people in business and in entrepreneurship. So um, you've told me it's an incredible story. I've never really heard you talk about it live or in any of the interviews. But one of the things I love about you the most is you've had a painful past, man. Growing up, just, you know, devastating things happened to you in your childhood. And you took that as a pivotal point to create massive confidence and success. And I know that story is going to help so many people. So I know we're starting out this podcast getting deep, <laughs> but man, super deep. Take <laughs> super deep, man. Take me to that day where, you know, you told me about the night before you, your mom passing away, what she said to you, and just take me through that story because I'm getting goosebumps right now <laughs> just even thinking about it. Uh, it was the night before my uh, mom had passed away and um, she had came into my room and basically uh, told me to set my own clock to, uh, you know what I mean, be responsible and that she 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 won't always be around to wake Man. me up and, and tell me what to do, tell me what I, I, I need to be doing and, and this and that. So it was kind of weird. I mean, she's never kind of set me down and, and, and told me that uh, – I won't always be here forever to, to, to always have your back and to make sure that you're on point and doing what you're supposed to do. So it was kind of weird. And um, setting my clock and rolling my eyes, you know what I mean? My mom, she, she you're all right, mom. It's, it's all good. You know what I mean? You, you'll definitely wake me up in the morning. I'm not worried about that. So she wakes me up in the morning. And, um, I mean, it was, it was weird again. I mean, she uh, kind of was disciplined. She was telling me, uh, the things that I need to do and the things that I need to be on and the things that I haven't been doing right. So it was kind of like, like, man, like, mom, get off my back. You know <laughs> what I mean? For sure. <laughs> like, geez Louise, we can talk when you get home. So um, she gives me $2 and uh, she drops me off at school. And then, I mean, within, I mean, the hour, hour and a half, my dad uh, gets me out of school and he uh, tells me that my mom had passed. So it was kind of like it was crazy. I didn't uh, understand it, and um, you were fifteen at the yeah, time, was, right? Yeah, definitely. I was fifteen. 15. I was fifteen, so I was kind of confused. I didn't understand. I didn't believe it. So I kind of like shelled myself off and put myself in the, you know what I mean, in this box and in the corner. So that's one thing I always tell people. It's just the night before, the things that my mom was telling me it was kind of weird. You right. know what I mean? For telling sure. me she won't be around forever and. And it was nothing that she 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 wasn't sick or she right. didn't have anything that we thought that you know what I mean right that young and healthy yeah young time. and healthy yeah so it was it was just weird man and I just always just tell people just uh, cherish those moments with your family right and and and, and, and respect your, your your mother and father people roll their eyes at but they won't be here forever they won't be right. here to tell us what what we need to do and what we supposed to be supposed to be doing so. So it's almost like she knew. She didn't know, of course, but to, the night before, you know, to say those things. Um, and, and obviously, you know, you're, I heard you tell me, too, your mom was the tougher one yeah. between you and your pops, Calvin, right? Like, she, she was the one that was on you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She was. So, in the sense of football, you would think your mom would be the uh, 
person who's you know what I like mean, like baby you, baby you, yeah. calling you, telling you it'll be all right. But no, nah, she was tough, dude. She was tough <laughs> on me. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't want to hear it, uh, if and 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 maybe and what this like. Man, you should have made that play. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you should have. You know what I mean. You should have scored that touchdown. I, I can't tell you anything else. So uh, yeah, she was definitely real hard on me, man. And I appreciate that to yeah, this day. I mean, look where you're at now. So the challenges just didn't stop there. So, well, let's back up. Cause I remember you said like, you didn't want to play football. You're 15, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you're the whole house is shook up. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so what, what was the next year like and how did you decide I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to pursue football? Uh, yeah, I, t- I took a break from football, man. It was probably a month or so okay. uh, that I took a break from football and school in, in, in general. I was just at the house in the shell, a right. 15 year old kid. You know what I mean? Just understandable. Lost his mom. So I didn't want to talk to no, to to anybody. My uh, my 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 faith had kind of been shooken up a little bit, and that's and that's one thing I always tell people. I mean, I lost my faith with God. I lost my faith right. with you know what I mean. With 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 my dad. With with everybody in general. I was just mad at everybody. Mad at the world on how you could do that to me. Out of all the people in the world, why me? You know what I mean. Yeah. And and it was no, you know what I mean, suggestion or anything that was telling us that. My mom was going to pay. I couldn't prepare for it. It was nothing that I could prepare for. You know what I'm saying? So it was just it was just weird, man. And um, I took a month or so off and finally came back to football. And what was so surprising to me was that um, when I got on the field, man, I felt like I felt her out there mm-hmm. on the football field. Every every step I took, every catch I made, I felt like I felt my mom out there. You know what I mean? And right. until that day, I, I, I did not want to – feel that so mm-hmm. me going to the nfl i i would guess it's like man i i wanted to keep that feeling going but it wasn't always a possibility for me okay so you just su- said something that is so important for i mean just like kids that will dm me or send me emails talking about why me why am i going through this you're so you're you're at your darkest days at 15 i mean it just no one should have to go through that that's not how it's supposed to work right yeah. But how did you come from 15 just broken <laughs> to like, you know what? I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to keep grinding. Like, what? Take us through that because that right there, I mean, kids going through that, it was priceless. You could yeah. pay $10 million for that. Like, take us through <laughs> that point. How did you do that? How did you accomplish that? Um, I would say uh, my, my dad, man, he, he really helped me through that. Uh, I, I and and I can I can always say, man, everybody has a a a, a father figure that they can depend on right, like that. It, sure. It'll be tough. So I would say my dad brought me through, and also just um just making her proud. Okay. Just uh the 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 things that she instilled in in me at a young age. Everybody always has a choice on what they want to do. I mean, I could have took it in a negative aspect and spiral down and 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 not wanted to to become great or or become the the person i am today but i took it as a positive and i took it as motivation okay so what i went through it was definitely motivation and it and it and it and it it lit a fire under me to 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 be better than everybody else okay now this is the you probably don't even remember saying this to me because this was back when you're playing with the falcons and we had just met and we were just one of the things I always I loved about you too is we, like we don't even really talk about football, right? Yeah. We talk about like real life, family, you know. So 
Taylor Gabriel Jr. Liliana family stuff. But you said, I, I don't even know what we were talking about, but you said, you know what? So many people are focused on, you know, what's going to make them the most money. And I just want to focus on how I can be great. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. That's uh, probably the best <laughs> line I've heard. You, didn't even, you probably didn't even know it. but or, yeah. or even like people say, just do what your passion is. Do what, find you know, a way that your passion can make you money. I think yeah. that's cool and all. But if you really, that's deep, bro. If you say, focus on how you can be great, it changes yeah. your mindset. And that's why I personally believe you have that attitude that you have of you're super humble and nobody's going to outwork you. Money, Money was never the motivation for me. Clearly, that's the that's the difference between my grind and somebody else's grind. I mean, everybody wants to be rich. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Everybody wants to have money. So, so what goes to to, to show or tell me that we're not? You know what I mean? I'm gonna outwork him. I mean, we all working to get money, but right. money was never my motivation. My motivation was me being great. My motivation was 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 me being better than the next person me being better than the next man, knowing someone else is, is grinding harder than me. Right. And that's what fueled me. Like me working out, me, I, I can't sleep at night. You know what I mean? Right. Because I know someone else is probably out working me. So, man, I would get up out of my bed, do some push-ups, sit-ups, or even go outside and run around because I just felt like somebody was out working me, man. I wanted to be great. I wanted to get everything that God had in store for me. I wanted to reach all those goals. I didn't want anything to pass me by. No opportunity passes me. Man, and let's let's speak on that too. So you talk about more challenges. You you go on, you play at uh, Albaline Christian, yeah, a yeah, small yeah. private school right in Texas. You don't get drafted, and then you decide you're going to try out for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, definitely. And it was crazy because we come full circle. I'm getting my hair cut in Atlanta five years later, whatever it is, and the dude in the chair next to me is Ray Farmer, who was yeah. the GM, and he was the one. Tell me that story about what you said to Ray. You hurt your hamstring on, like, yeah, the first yeah, day yeah. of tryouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I had a, a tryout. I was a tryout guy. I wasn't even an undrafted guy. So I hurt my hamstring probably first day of a tryout. You're a camp body. They would call him camp body, so I was a camp body. Okay. And, uh, I mean, nobody wants to talk to the GM. The GM is the Grim Reaper in the NFL, so everybody kind of walks past him and, and scared to talk to him because he's the guy who makes the cuts. Right. So I uh, walk upstairs and uh, knock on the GM door, you know what I mean, and sit down and, and, and tell him that, I mean, if he gives me another opportunity, man, I make sure that, It'll be it'll it'll be it'll be the best decision that he's made that year, and I and I definitely told him that. You, he you told me the story, that, yeah. yeah. So uh, for me to be an undrafted guy to come into the GM's office, I'll try out a camp body, and for me to tell him that, I guess he respected that. You know what else he said? He respect he did respect that, but he said, you know, because I told him I was like, why Taylor? You know, he's it, you see him walking down the streets, you don't think like, oh, that's an NFL receiver, yeah, yeah, right? But he said, well, you know what? You're right. But he goes, the thing, he said it only took him a few seconds to notice how explosive you were. Yeah, yeah. And so he goes, I'm yeah. just going to take the chance because he's explosive. And the other thing he said is kind of what you just alluded to. I don't want to be outworked. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll start doing push-ups. Yeah, yeah, he said it was the work ethic and what you did in between whatever you guys were doing at camp. Yeah. You're not going home and playing video games. Like yeah, I got a lot yeah, of my I boys that play pro bro. sports, man. Yeah. They go to practice and they play video games. Like you were... You're like, I got to earn my spot. So 
it is a trip. I'm gonna find that picture. I took a picture with Ray because I'm yeah, like, dude, yeah. of all the people, like that's my just GM, my random. GM, the, the person who gave me my first job. That's crazy. You it him. is crazy. Yeah, yeah, he told me crazy. the story. Okay, so it's not all like uh, rainbows and sunshine from there. You get cut by the Cleveland yeah, Browns. Definitely, bro. Yeah, when I you see. get cut by the Cleveland Browns, that's not a good look. <laughs> Everybody knows nah, that. Nah, so nah, take yeah, me through yeah. what happens next, man. I mean, it's just another <laughs> roller coaster ride. You're yeah, on the low. Definitely, definitely bro. Um, I mean, I, I, I got cut. I didn't, I didn't think I was going to get cut. I didn't believe I was going to get cut. I feel like I was the best person there. So uh, it was kind of shocking to me, but uh, I mean, getting cut, it was it was weird, man. It was like a how'd you get cut, bro? Like how do you even get cut? It, I mean, it, it you they take it till like a Saturday till two thirty. Oh, okay, it was weird. Two thirty, bro. I got the call at like two twenty nine. So you know, if if two thirty <laughs> hits, you're good. <laughs> bro, I got the call at two twenty nine. Called bro. you. Remember? Uh, no, nah, I don't remember. I think it was the GM at the time. Was so what did Sasha. they say, dude? Like, what's that phone call like? <laughs> he just told me to bring my iPad in. That's it. Just bring your iPad in, and then uh, that you'll have you'll sit down and have a meeting with the GM and player personnel and everything. Damn. So it's just like corporate America. Yeah. Like, here's your box. Take your yeah. shit and give yeah. us back our yeah. property. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. So I sat down with all of them, man, and I haven't really said this in like any type of uh, uh, interview or anything. Bro, they basically told me like, man, they don't know why they're cutting me. It's really? not a, uh, it's not a skill thing. Saying someone was better than me, they said I was one of or or maybe the best receiver there. But they 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 felt like they was going to give the younger guys an opportunity to show themselves. Well, that really worked out well for them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm happy they cut you because that's kind of how we yeah, met. So yeah. you get picked up by Atlanta, um, and. Basically, I had just moved. I, we were still unpacking the boxes, and it was either Dwayne Bow or Marlon. I forget, but you know, mutual friend, uh, ex NFL receiver that connected us, and um, you know, they said, "Hey, you, you know, I was a, I'm a 49ers fan. I didn't really I like Michael Vick, but they're like Taylor Gabriel. I'm like, all right, cool, man. Let's let's connect with them. So we connected. You were blown up that season. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we went to all those games. You every two minutes, you're scoring a touchdown. It felt yeah, like yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. So walk me through that. You get cut by the shittiest team in the history of the <laughs> NFL, the Cleveland Browns. That's my words, not Taylor's. And that's <laughs> where you, his words. <laughs> and that's where you got the nickname Turbo. So yeah. just take us through like Atlanta, man. So you get cut by the Browns, and then a year later, you're playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, I got cut by the Browns, man, and then um. Uh, I, I'm, let me take you through the whole story. I got cut by the Browns probably at 2.30, okay. 2.29. Let's take it back to 2.29. And I got claimed by Atlanta. So as soon as I got claimed, they had, uh, they had uh, booked my ticket. So I was on the flight to Atlanta within the next few hours. Wait a second, bro. How does that work? Like, So when you get cut, they like put it out there. Yeah, so yeah. The, I get. I think you got you, it, the team gets like twenty four hours for a waiver okay. wire or something like that. I don't know, but Atlanta had picked me up. So that wasn't too shitty of a day. Nah, it wasn't too shitty. You're coming to Atlanta. I mean, everyone loves Atlanta. Okay, so you yeah, yeah. so you're on a flight to Atlanta. Yeah, on a flight to Atlanta, bro. Just leaving Cleveland. You know what I mean? Leaving my wife. And um, where'd Jerry go back to Dallas? Nah, and she's in Cleveland, like she's packing. Oh man, like I'm living there. I have an apartment there. So then I have to pack all my stuff that day. 
and leaving and going on a plane to Atlanta. So luckily, I have a friend in Atlanta, uh, Josiah. Yeah, okay. And he was staying right. there. So, bro, I like was sleeping on his couch. Yeah, I <laughs> land there and I'm sleeping on his couch, nervous for uh, practice that morning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you're unemployed sleeping I'm on a friend's couch. I'm employed now. I'm okay, in Atlanta right, so now. I was okay. just unemployed, right. but I'm employed now. So I'm sleeping on my friend's couch waiting for a practice tomorrow in Atlanta. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was just in Cleveland a few hours right. ago. That's crazy. So, man, I'm nervous, uh, ready to go to practice. So uh, I go to practice the next day, man. And what's, such, what's, what's so crazy is that everybody welcomed me with, with open arms there. You that was a good family yeah, environment. That was a very good family environment, bro. So the first play, uh, I, I'm lined up with uh, Robert Alford. He plays for uh, Arizona right now. And, I mean, I take him deep. <laughs> <laughs> I take him deep. I, I take him deep. Dude. Oh, so we're naming names now. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. I, I threw a little name out. He'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, I take him deep, bro. And uh, just from just from there, bro, everybody just kind of seeing my talent. That was and, first uh, play in practice? First play in practice, bro, and what I could do and, and, and what I could bring to the team. And Matt Ryan comes up to me, and he's like, dude, you're definitely going to help this team. That's so awesome. So that was big, bro. Helped his team. You went to the Super yeah, Bowl yeah, that year. Yeah, we ended up going to Super Bowl that year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that was fun being able to you know, work with you throughout that season. You took uh, Julian and I to the Super Bowl. Um, so cut by the Cleveland Browns. The next year you're in the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> wow, man. We're not going to talk about the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know? nah. yeah, that was. I remember telling Jerrica, your wife, at halftime, said you're getting two rings this year a super bowl uh, ring and you guys are yeah, getting married yeah definitely we didn't get the super bowl all right so oh definitely get the super yeah, bowl all right. all right so i'm um, now you're here in chicago loving the city yeah. family life now let's just talk you know kind of in conclusion here you know business one of the things i've i i love about you and i realized right away um you you came over the house you got in the hyperbaric chamber probably the first day i met you you jump out of the chamber and i said oh Taylor, perfect timing. Monday night football is about to start. And I won't forget it because you looked at me and you're like, you know, kind of dazed getting out of the chamber. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's cool, bro. I don't really watch football. Nah. And I was like, what do you watch? And you're like, I like like History Channel. They're like flipping houses. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah. okay, cool. Right. So we started just kind of chopping up entrepreneurship and business. So, you know, you told me you thought you wanted to be like your dad, like Calvin, be a businessman. You yeah, said, yeah. wear a suit. And yeah. be a businessman, definitely, right? Definitely. You, that was you, my dream. Man. You definitely have some swag, man. I've seen your suits. Sure. And, you know, what? what's some of the business um, ideas or, or, you know, concepts you want to get involved with, um, you know, post-football? Um, one, one thing that I want to kind of kind of in, integrate in and what I want to do, I love helping people. That's one thing that I love to do. I love helping yep. people and impacting people's lives. And, and one thing that I can do that – is uh, something that that I've been doing my whole career is taking care of my body, my no health, doubt. my health. You know what I mean. And one thing that that, that I don't like doing is is, is all the the, the, the the pills and and this and that and all right. the crazy thing people people have to go through to 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 feel like they're healthy. Mm -hmm. And one thing that's helped me is is, is physical therapy. Yep. that's hands on work. So um, I feel like that's one thing that's kept me in the league and that's kept me healthy. No in doubt. General. So uh, it basically opening up my own physical therapy clinic. That would be awesome. Dallas is uh, one thing that I, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm really passionate about. So Back home in Dallas, you probably, I know you've talked about um, 
you know, you, you want to set up shop in Dallas, right? Like yeah. stay there, yeah. you know, yeah. raise yeah. junior. Dallas, yeah. It's a great city. I loved it when we were out there for your wedding. So yeah, I mean, health and health and wellness industry, that's a huge industry. I know that's something you take very seriously. Um, I also respect that you always want to go the natural route. Some of the things Definitely. that we've done, you know, physical therapy being a part. So, all right, well, that's exciting, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Appreciate you guys. Hopefully man. we motivate some of these young kids out there, <laughs> you know, take that pain and use that to pivot, create confidence like your boy Turbo over definitely, here definitely, and just definitely. put in that work, man. Knock on that GM's door, stock them, <laughs> do whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go knock on your boss's door, man, and, and, and tell them what you want. All right, bro. Appreciate you. Right, Thank appreciate you. you.